Bags down, spikes on, welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman, and I'm going to be your host for this episode of Track World News. And we've got a lot of stuff to cover, so we're definitely going to have to jump right into it. Looking at last week's competition first, or last week's results and some really cool things that happened, and then we're going to focus a lot of this episode on the upcoming Milrose Games happening at the Armory. So, first story that I want to talk about, and it's really probably the talk of the town for the last week's competition. Uh, It comes out of high school by route of Texas Tech. We've seen a lot of great and crazy things happening in Texas Tech, and we're going to be talking about another one of their mishaps, unfortunately, as well. But uh, we had junior high schooler out of Archbishop Carroll, Nicholas Harbor, run the fourth all-time 200-meter time with a clocking in at 20.79 seconds. That is dumb fast, crazy speed, but it gets even crazier. Not only did he run the fourth fastest time ever, he's also 6'5", 225, and is a five-star football recruit getting recruited out of Oklahoma, Michigan, Oregon, Clemson, Penn State. If you know the school, they're recruiting this kid. And so the fact that he's able to run this incredible time on an indoor track while being the size of many NFL wide receivers and linebackers is insane. He's being requ- he's recruited as an athlete, uh, linebacker, special team, he's everything, he's everything, just incredible talent and definitely the, the talk of this entire week. And he's wants to run track in college. He mentioned that he wants to do that. I think it's a little more promising than when you see other people that say they just want to run track in college. Cause if you take a look at his Instagram posts from his, uh, some of his official visits that he's gone to at, uh, Oklahoma and at Penn state. And I think even at Michigan, he's taking pictures with, um, while he's in the track and field uniforms as well, not just the football uniforms. So I feel it's a little bit more promising than, when we just see it out of, you know, oh, yeah, it'd be cool to run track. And they just are, you know, running or just doing football. And track is kind of a a forethought. With him, it's clear that he does – he wants to take it seriously because he's he's taking pictures with it. He's posting it with it. So I hope that we see that. And I hope that we get to see his potential because if you're able to run this time and he's just a junior – uh, what's he going to be able to do? I mean, is he going to be able to go sub 20.5? Is he going to flirt with that 19 second in the indoor 200 meter time? Like this is all going to be very interesting to see. Like he's got the, the build to be a really good 400 meter runner as well. Uh, not too sure on how that's going to end up playing out, whether it's indoors or outdoors, but this is someone that if track and field can end up stealing him from from football, I mean, that's what you're going to want to do because this guy, he's a five-star recruit getting recruited by every major school, and so he's got a lot of reason to want to go and do the football thing. Like, why wouldn't you? The worst players in the NFL make more than the best runners in track and field, so it just makes more sense. Obviously, the issue or the potential downside is that you could go out with injury a whole lot easier with football um, than you can with track, but you're still, the base is so much higher, but amazing running from him. Nicholas Harbor, really, really great race uh, out of that guy. So super cool. 
Now, staying with the Texas Tech theme, had some bad news out of there. So, um, jumper out of Texas Tech, obviously, uh, Ruth Usoro. So she's a triple jumper, long jumper, one of the best in the country and is on the note for Bowerman. So she, as you might have seen on our Instagram, follow us on Instagram at Track World News if you're not following us. But she ran or jumped what was thought to be the triple jump national record, 14.76 meters. And um, so it gets it gets called out 14.76. And um, a few days later, the the status or the coaches and the, the officials rule mm, not so much that actually wasn't 14.76 meters it was read wrong the people read the mark as 14.76 when in reality it was probably 13.76 and when you look at the jump even her own coach was like yeah I've seen 14.76 meter jumps that ain't it and so they took it away and then in fact taken away her her what would have been national record. She ended up then jumping like 13.46 uh, is what they moved it to. And if you look at her, her jumps leading up to it, it wasn't like she was jumping in the 14s and then popped off a good one. It would have been crazy compared to what she was jumping at the time. So they took it away. Um, that's the second thing that we've seen with, with Texas Tech. They obviously had the potential issues with the week prior where Terrence Jones might have jumped offside, not jumped offside, but might have false started. Uh, no, we Obviously, the 6.45 is going to stand, but people are thinking that, that it might have been there. So something's going on with Texas Tech. Uh, they got a really fast track, though, have a lot of great times. To, so hopefully they'll be able to see you know, them straighten some, some stuff out. Uh, next thing that we got going on, um, MOBA, uh, Christina MOBA, oh man, I definitely butchered your name, uh, the sprinter, she ran a 22.3 in the 200 meters outdoors, so that would have been a top 20 time uh, outdoors last year. It's weird seeing uh, sprinters running outdoors in January, but obviously in indoor track isn't a big thing across the country, and so or across the world, so if you're not a in a, a nation that, you know, indoor track is a huge thing, then go ahead, run outdoors, I guess. It's just so interesting seeing everyone else here in the stateside running indoor on indoor tracks and then you're you're seeing these uh, other athletes running running outdoors. Just an, just an interesting thing to see. But uh, she's going to be a real problem moving forward. I mean, she's dropping crazy times already. I mean, this early to have a time that would be top 20 by the end of the year last year. It's not like top 20 by this time last year. It's top 20 after the Olympics, after the Olympic trials, after all that stuff, and you still would have been a top 20 time. She's she's definitely gearing up to have a very, very impressive year this year and all great leading up to the world championships. Uh, then also towards the like right after we posted the episode, uh, Shakari Richardson ended up dropping a trailer for a short film that was uh, made about her sub 11 seconds produced and executive directed by Virgil Abloh, the late um, designer who who did a lot of work with Nike through his off-white series. Uh, you probably saw the the shoes everywhere at track meets and everything like that. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it. I, it was released through Sundance, the, the film festival, and I've heard raving reviews that it's an amazing documentary and something that I would like to see. I mean, to have 
her be broadcasted for this. Obviously, it's only best better for the sport, and I'm I'm hoping that we get more types of documentaries like this where we're really you know showcasing what athletes can do and and the the personalities that they have and the stories behind what makes them such great athletes as well because that's only going to make the make the sport grow. Uh, now. Want to transition to the Milrose Games. So for those of you that don't know or aren't too familiar, this upcoming week we have the Milrose Games at the Armory. It is going to be the biggest professional meet to date. So there's a lot of great performers that are going on, all being hosted in New York. And uh, we're going to be going through some of my most anticipated events. So uh, there are, what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 different professional and elite competition events. We're going to be going over a handful of them. Uh, just don't have the time to go over who I think is going to be winning every single one. Uh, actually, you know what? I, we'll, we'll do that. So we'll, we'll go over quickly the just briefly who I think are, is going to win some of these, and then we'll go in-depth with them. So uh, women's pole vault, I think it's going to go Najat Groover Morris for the women's long jump, making her rookie appearance. I'm going Tara Davis, uh, Catherine Orgy, and then Shaquilla Saunders. For the shot put, we're going Crouser, Otterdahl, Antoine. For the mile, we're going with Mo, then El Purrier, then Nikki Hiltz. For the women's 800, we're going Aji Wilson, uh, Natadia oh, Ghoul, and then Nia Akins. And uh, so those are the ones that I want to just quickly go over. And then now let's get into the ones that I'm really excited for and go in depth. So number one, obviously it's going to be the most sought after or the one event that I'm sure all of you are really looking forward to. That is the men's 60 meter dash. So this is the hardest race for me to figure out who it is that's going to win because in reality, they're of the eight person field, I'd say four or five of them have a very, very legit chance at winning. Now, obviously everyone can win. You're in the race. You have an opportunity, but there are some people in this race that have some very fast times and they're all extremely close to each other. So to briefly go over the field, we have uh, Trayvon Brumell, Ronnie Baker, Marvin Bracey, uh, Marvin Bracey Williams Jr., that is, uh, Christian Coleman, Noah Lyles, um, Rattery, McLeod, and then Josephus Lyles. So we've got a very stacked field, and it was so hard to figure out who's going to win because it's early in the season. We haven't seen any of these people race already today or already this year, and so it's mostly everyone's first competition. Sure, Christian Coleman ran in the 300 and a 4x4 last week, but besides that, he hasn't raced in nearly two years. So what's he going to be able to perform? What's he going to be able to do? Then everyone else in this field, or many of these guys in these field, are running sub 6-5. And the race is so short, it's hard to call it. But if I have to make a decision on who's going to win, and I have to, this is a show, uh, this, this is what I'm going with. So I got Trayvon Brumell winning, uh, Marvin Bracey Williams Jr. second. Then I got Christian Coleman third, Ronnie Baker fourth, Noah Lyles fifth, Rattery sixth, McLeod seventh, and then Josephus Lyles eighth. And so it's going to be a very, very close race. I mean, I, I ended up going with 
Trayvon Brumell because he's coming off of a great year last year. He came off of running his 976, the world's fastest time in the 100 in his very last race. So he's got the most race experience uh, out in this field as well as running the most the fastest times most recently. And I think that's going to play a huge part. Uh, with Marvin, uh, I got him second. I mean, he's training partners with Trayvon Vermeil. He's racing with him every single day, and I think he gets overlooked. I mean, we talked about it in our most recent podcast on, hey, he, he's like, hey, I'm getting overlooked. I'm not, I'm not getting talked about a lot. And I'm like, yeah, and it's, it's a shame because you have a very exciting and interesting story or a great runner, and, I mean, you've ran 6.5 on this track before, like you said. And so I got Bracey at second. Uh, it's going to be very close between he, him and Vermeil. Um, then Coleman third, I like Coleman's a wild card here. Obviously he could very easily end up winning. He could very easily, you know, end up just not doing well at all because this is his first, his first race in two years. And I don't think that people are really considering how big of a time that is. I mean, the world has completely changed pretty much since he has ran last and I, and he's running in a race that has the smallest margin of error. In the entire world, the 60-meter dash is the shortest margin of error, and he is going to be competing against people that have ran world-leading times just a few months before. And so I think he's going to be ending up coming in third there. Um, Ronnie Baker, just a stacked field. He has a very good PR, but I think he's just going to fall just outside the medal contentions. Uh, Noah Lyles, he's traditionally a a 200-meter guy. He's done the 100 a little bit. He just doesn't have that speed that you really want to see when it comes to a 60-meter dash. Like He's not a specialist in this, and I'm sure he would agree that he's not a 60-meter specialist. Then uh, Raderick, he he raced already this year, I think. Um, uh, Jamaican sprinter. Uh, his, his, his PR is a little bit slower than the other ones. I think he's running about six, uh, six. So got him coming in at sixth place. McLeod, obviously he's a hurdler. He's a hurdler. He has a, a really good start. He's, you know, he's a, a good guy to, to see run, but he's not a, he's not a traditional 60 meter guy. So I think that's gonna, that's gonna play into the fact. And then Josephus Lyles, um, He's also he's a 200 meter specialist and doesn't quite have the the speed that some of these other guys got. So I think it's going to be a very very close race. We should see a really good one. My prediction for the winning time, I think Trayvon Brumell, he's gonna run. I feel he's, he's got to run the world lead, right? I my guess 6.43, 6.43 from Trayvon Brumell, uh, and you're gonna be seeing uh, from Bracy 6.4. For six, and then from Coleman, he'll be running a six-five flat. So that's what you got. Winner: Bramel six-four-three, Bracy six-four. What did I say? Six-four-six, and then Coleman going six-five. Uh, think it's going to be a great race. Uh, next, we'll talk about the women's side of things. So. Uh, the women's side got a really good, really good group of of women that are running this. I got Aaliyah Hobbs that's going to end up taking the win. She had a fantastic race out in LSU uh, that that was the world lead at the time. She's just been moving. Uh, then we're going with English Garner wrapping up, uh, g- getting second place, and then I feel Brianna Williams is going to close out that third place. She raced, I believe it was last week, and she's under uh, Otto Bolden, and so he's he's been coaching her really well. She's been overperforming in my mind for what I thought she was going to be doing, and so I'm excited to see how she competes. I think she'll be end up getting that, that third spot there. 
next, let's talk about the men's 800. So this is a very exciting race that we're going to be seeing coming along. I got the winner being Hopple. Um, then second's going to be Sir Rooney. And then the last or in third place in his rookie debut, I got Isaiah Jewett. So I think then just off of that, um, you're going to be seeing Isaiah Harris, who I think is going to be coming in fourth now with the Brooks beast. And with Hopple, I think this is going to be a, a, a big race for him. He's got the best PR coming into it. He ran, well, I guess pretty much this time last year, what was it, the American record? Uh, so he's been running really well. He does. He seems to be running really well when it comes to New York races, so I think he's going to do well. Saruni, I got him in second place because um, I think the travel might might do him in. I think he's from, well, he, he's living in Kenya, or he's from Kenya. I don't know if he's training in the U.S. or if he's training from there. But I think, I mean, travel is a lot, especially if you're coming from, you know, another nation. So I think it's going to be tough. Even though his PR is better than than Hopple, uh, I'm going to go with Hopple first there. And then Jewett, that dude's just got some dog in him, man. <laughs> like that guy, he, it, he seems to make things work when he's not supposed to. Like he's not the third best guy in this field, but he, I feel he's going to figure out a way to get things done. He figured out a way to get things done in the Olympics to get on that team. I think he's going to do the same thing here. So uh, that's the 860-meter hurdles. So for the women, I got Kenny Harrison, then Gabby Cunningham, and then Christina Clemens. Kenny Harrison, she's just been on a tear. She did really Really well. Uh, I think what she's the world lead. Uh, a lot of these ladies have have ran already. I feel that she's going to continue that momentum into this race and and really perform uh, at a high level. Gabby Cunningham, uh, she's she had a, a really good year or coming off of a, a very good year. I'm excited to see how how she's going to do. Christina Clemens, um, I think she has. She didn't perform extremely well earlier on. I think she ran once this year already and didn't do too hot, but she has a really good PR. I feel she's going to bounce back. Uh, then on the men's side, Devin Allen, Robert Dunning, and Freddie Critton. So I feel Dev, Dev, this is going to be the Devin Allen year. He's been a person that has always kind of been in the mix, but has never really been able to capture that, you know, that gold and that essence, you know, a victory. He got his first real major gold, I guess you could say, for the Diamond League final. He was able to win that. But um, besides that, like, I feel this is going to be his year to really dominate and really succeed. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do, and that's going to that's gonna start here. Uh, I'm picking him to be the uh, U.S. champion. Uh, I think he's going to do well there. I think he's going to medal uh, at Worlds indoors, if he does indoors. And then I think he'll, he'll medal at Worlds outdoors as well. Um, I would pick – I'd want to pick him at gold, but it's going to be super tough to go against Parchment. Um, what, what's his name? Why am I drawing a huge blank? Grant Holloway and Omar McLeod. It's going to be a really tough – tough group but I mean he's right in there now he used to be kind of like in the tier below those guys and now I feel he is in that S tier of athletes when it comes to the hurling specialist uh next after that let's take a look at the men's mile so while the while I am not uh, a distance running channel you guys know this you guys are probably not huge fans of distance running but this mile, the Wanamaker mile, is going to be very, very exciting. Like, for the names that are here, it's going to be a very good race. So, for the gold, I have Josh Kerr. For silver, coming in second, I'm going with Clayton Murphy. And then third, rounding out the top three, we're going to go with our boy, Craig Angles. So, um, 
it's going to be very, very close for all of these people. I mean, let me take a look. at Here's some other names of people that are in here. I mean, we've got uh, Ali, Ali Hoar, Hobbs Kessler making his debut. Um, we've got Sam Prakel who's in here. Um, it's Nick Willis who's going to be running. So there's a lot of really, really fast people that are going to be running this thing. Like a lot of, a lot of people that are oh, Henry, Henry Wayne too. Like, so there's a lot of people that are in here that are in low, uh, three fives. Um, and so this is going to be extremely, extremely exciting, especially when it comes to indoor track. Like it makes it even better because everyone's so much more condensed when it comes to this thing. And so it's going to be really exciting. Josh Kerr coming off of a fantastic year last year, being able to what I think it was, was it second place? I think he got second in the 1500 last year. I can't remember. Um, you got Clayton Murphy kind of expanding, going into a, a mile where he's traditionally an 800 meter guy. Uh, I think that he's going to be able to, he's really probably testing this out, try to get his endurance up. And then Craig Angles, who actually came off of running last week. Uh, he had a, I think he ran the mile last week as well. Was it, was that the mile that he was, that he ran? Uh, no, he ran a 3K, and I think it might have been an 800 as well. So he's got the most – he's the only one that has raced this year, I believe. So – oh, no, Nick Willis also ran. Uh, Nick Willis ran a mile. I think he ran four – well, it was like 405. But uh, So it's going to be an exciting race, one that I'm looking forward to watching. I'm actually going to be there. If you're going to be at Milrose Games, let me know. I uh, love to connect with you guys. And, um, yeah, so those are going to be the events that I am most looking forward to. Let me know what you're looking forward to. This upcoming Milrose Games should be very exciting. And that's going to be it for us for this episode. Uh, if you like this content, go and follow us on Instagram, at Track World News. Uh, we post almost daily, pretty much. That's what our, what our goal is. And uh, make sure that you leave a like, subscribe, and everything like that to this podcast. It really does help us out. If you want to see the video version of this, Go and tune in on, on YouTube. We're finally getting our YouTube up and running. I've been posting uh, our current episodes and trying to also circle in episodes of our past. Unfortunately, I don't have many of the videos for episodes like this, but I do have the videos for our interviews. So if you're interested in that, go and tune in on YouTube. It is at it is the same thing, Track World News. Uh, you'll see our same icon there. We're starting to get a little following going on. But that's going to be it for us. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Peace.